Hello. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Chucky Live. How's it going, guys? Almost in January. It's February 8th, 2020. Jeez. Can't even say my dates right right now. But, anyways, what is happening, guys? Yeah, it's 2022, whatever the fuck, you know, goddamn year it is. Jeez, I'm still stuck in, like, 2019. I'm like, can we we get 2020 back? Can we get all that back? I don't know. Anyways, what's happening, guys? Welcome to Film Jackie Live. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure if you want to join, we have a post-show members-only stream that'll happen after this every Tuesday. So if you want to join, go ahead and do that. And of course, you got the Patreon, everything, all that, everything down below. And anyways, what's going on? We got Peter Jason here. What's happening? Let's see. You know what? Let me turn this down just a little bit. I feel like that's a little too loud, right? All right. So, let's get started. All right. We got Captain Gator Girl. What is going on? Jason. Apparently, Jason's a legend. You're a legend, Jason. You are. You definitely are. No, Jacob. No, Jacob. No hello, only pain. Aw, you poor guy. We got Tyler right here. How's it going? We got Mr. William Powell. You want to ban Jose, apparently? Yeah, it's fine. That's right, the the Book of Mandalorian. I mean, Boba Fett. <laughs> I wonder how long that episode is. It's going to, yeah, it's coming up. What's up with that? Happy Tuesday, trying to figure out uh, in what world it makes sense to nominate Dune 50 times, but not Denny. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But remember, Argo won Best Picture. Ben Affleck was not nominated. Yeah, so there's that. What's going on there, Mr. Uh, Chappie D9, Neil Blomkamp fan? How you doing, buddy? Good to see ya. All right. Yeah, Boba Finale. That's right. What's going on? Struggling to find before the Batman novel in Australia. Man, well, hopefully we can, uh, you know, if anybody can help them out, do that. How's, how's it going, Stephanie? Good to see you. Yeah, there's a dungeon, apparently. Yeah, what's going on, Loxu? How you doing? Hey, Doran becomes a new member of the channel. Welcome, sir. Thank you for the added support. Hopefully I won't let you down. I'll try not to. What's going on, Ryan? We got Legend right here. We got Mr. Hummingbird. How's it going? Yes, good to see you. Good to see you. Yes, went to your hello, darling. Yeah. Still, I'm still offering to go full frontal in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Rebel Moon right there. So, <laughs> well, uh, you know, what are you talking about? What's going on with this thumbnail? I thought it's a perfectly good thumbnail. We're going to be talking about, you know, some added characters that we might have found out about. You know, just that's all it is, Jose. What's going on, JD? How's it going? We got Rhea here. Hit that like, thumbs up. Like she says, Nathan, good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, you know. When you live with casual Batman, you have to, uh, you know, you have to just work with him, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we all still say, uh, what's his name's name? Wrong. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, what's going on, Nicotina? We got Andre here. Yes, 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 yes. Rhea saying hi to everybody. She's saying hi. Let's see. What else we got here? Retracted. Huh? Well, you guys are just like talking right now. What's going on, Mr. Chris? Lunchbox Rogers, how you doing? We got Kilby. Hey, your music is a little too loud, and it makes it hard to hear your voice. Can you please turn it down? Thank you. That's why I started turning it down. I realized that too. So, when I have the opening music right here, I, I'm gonna turn it. I'm gonna have it down a little bit more. Yeah, this music right here. 
Yeah, we'll turn it down to like a good volume so he doesn't drown me out. Because I'm not loud enough. What? What's going on, Rosemary? How you doing? Good to see you. We got Chubby Teddy Monster Productions right here. Hi. How's it going? Good to see you. Good to see everybody. Let's see. Turn down for what? Yeah. All right. So we got all that. Let's see. We got people. We got Jesse here. Good to see you, buddy. We got Selena Kyle right here. Always great to see you. Always great to see all you guys. Hope you guys had a good day. Everybody's good. All right. We're good. Let's talk some. We're going to talk some Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. I really hope he puts his name on it. Oh, man. I really hope he still, you know, I, I, I hope that uh, he takes a page out of what he did when it came to Justice League. It's like, you know what? Put your name. Put your name on it. I mean, that's what I loved. If you watch um, on Netflix in the movies that made us, uh, you watch how uh, you watch um, certain things. And uh, well, like the newest season, they talk about how certain people put their names on certain things. I mean, I mean, I guess if you didn't make the movie, maybe you shouldn't put your name on it because there's that whole thing about Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like, yeah, the concept came up. It was his concept, but he didn't direct the movie. So there always is that little thing where people think that Tim Burton actually directed A Nightmare, uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas. So I don't know. But he did come up with, I guess, the ideas. He laid it all out there. So, I mean, they do that. Quentin Tarantino presents. That was always a thing, you know. But he should put his name on there. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Robbie Pattinson talking with GQ. So uh, talking a little bit more about the Batman, of course. And then, hey, Oscar noms, Oscars. Does anybody really care about the Oscars? No. But everybody gets all huffy puffy every time the fucking Oscars get nominated. All the nominations, uh, when, when they uh, get released, everybody gets all huffy puffy. And it's like, you're not going to even watch it anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, let's face it, who cares about award shows anymore? But, I mean, I guess it is fun to talk about discussions and then, of course, seeing what they're recognizing as good performances, good whatever, good films, great cinematography, special effects, and all that stuff. But there's always snubs. We're always going to see the snubs. I mean, it's political. And then, of course, there's a new uh, Lightyear trailer that I have not watched yet, and I'm going to watch with you guys. So we'll have some fun with that. So uh, let's get this... uh, Let's get this party started right here by going through the tweets. Let me make sure I got that page up. All right, let's go to the tweets and see what's going on here. Happening in the Twitter world. Let's do it. Ah! Why do I keep hitting the wrong one right there? Yeah, I don't know. Streamlabs does this weird thing with scrolling. Anyways, here we go, guys. All right, so... in um, All right, we're going to start off right here because uh, Steve uh, Soderbergh... Right here, he calls out superhero movies' lack of sex. Nobody's fucking! Okay? So, Steve Soderbergh is the, the latest to uh, give his opinion on superhero movies because apparently that's just every director is going to get asked this or whatever the fuck. So, But uh, speaking with the Daily Beast, ahead of streaming release of his new uh, thriller, Kimmy, which is coming to... Um, HBO Max, uh, starring Zoe Kravitz, looking forward to it. Soderbergh said he's not approached to direct superhero franchises, nor does he envision writing one. The filmmaker said it'd be almost impossible for him to work in the superhero space since the characters are completely sexless. I'm not a snob. It's not that I feel it's some lower tier in any way. I re- It really becomes about the u- that universe you occupy as a storyteller, he says. 
I'm just too earthbound to really release myself to a universe in which uh, New- uh, Newtonian um, physics don't exist. And he laughs. I just have a lack of imagination in that regard, which is why uh, the one foray I had into, uh, into pure science fiction, which, of course, was Solaris, pretty good movie, was essentially a character drama that happened on the set of a spaceship. And then, of course, he, uh, you know, he continues us here. Also, for a lot of these, for me to understand the world and how to write or supervise the writing of the story and characters, apart from the fact that I can bend time and defy gravity and shoot beams out of their fingers, there's no fucking. Nobody's fucking. Nah, like I don't uh, know how to tell people how to behave in the world in which that is not a thing. The fantasy spectacle universe, as far as I could tell, typically doesn't involve a lot of fucking and also things like who's paying these people. Yeah. Why do they work? Who do they work for? How does this job come to be? So, yes, he does have his uh, reservations when it comes to uh, superhero movies. But there's also very many superhero movies that talk about that. Well, I mean, this guy, this man right here, Mr. Zack Snyder, well, let's face it, when it came to Watchmen, there's a sex scene. Uh, Even BVS has the starts of a sex scene in a bathtub. I mean, there's something there, obviously. And then, of course, The Eternals. The Eternals recently, you know, broke that mold of, MCU not having a sex scene in it. They had a somewhat sex scene, but it was awkward. It was cringy. I remember seeing it going, yeah, that's that's not it. That's all you got. That's all you got. Uh, as much as the Eternals was um, breaking the mold of what the MCU has traditionally done, no, that wasn't it when it came to uh, sex scenes. And then, of course, you have Deadpool. <laughs> you have Deadpool. You have Peacemaker. You have the Suicide Squad. You have a lot. There's a lot out there. So, uh, you know, Mr. Soderbergh needs to uh, update that a little bit because, you know, it's things that he said people are doing. Who's paying these guys? Well, look at the boys. Look at the boys. Look at the show, The Boys. That kind of talks about the whole corporate sponsorship of superheroes and whatnot. I mean, there's there's stuff right there, too. So he just needs to uh, realize that there is that there is that sanction of the superhero, the CBM world that does have people fucking and those questions that he was asking answered right there oh that bathtub bathtub yeah that's right selena right there it was like i mean it was not fully a sex scene we didn't see any like thrusting happening but we saw the beginnings of what could have been a very hot bathtub scene so there you go i just thought it was funny so yeah there you go yeah, this guy, I, I mean, I'm sure if he could, he'd put more fucking in, uh, in CBMs. He would. Okay. Channing Tatum, he talked about, uh, remember when uh, 21 Jump Street and Men in Black were going to cross over? Because why not? And to be honest, I thought it was actually a pretty good idea, but he actually talks about how, uh, it says right here, Channing Tatum says the 21 Jump Street and Men in Black film was one of the funniest scripts he's ever read. If Sony would ever do the hard work and figure out the producer problems that are inherent with that film, I think we can still do it. I'm still rooting for it. If they came up with something when it came to this crossover right here, I want to see it. 
I was actually excited for it. I thought the two 21 Jump Street, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street movies were hilarious. They were absolutely hilarious. They didn't take them themselves seriously. They were having fun, obviously. And then when it comes to the Men in Black franchise, well, I mean, obviously the first one is a classic. It's a classic movie. Love it. Second one was kind of like, all right. And then the third one I think is actually better than the second one because I love Josh Brolin playing young K. Um, and I thought the whole time travel thing was cool. But, it, you know, it got a little Looney Tunes. It definitely did get Looney Tunes when it came to Men in Black the Men in Black franchise, and then they try to do Men in Black International with, uh, you know, basically like half the fucking Thor Ragnarok cast, and it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I don't know what the hell they were thinking when it came to that movie. I barely remember that movie. It was awful. This would be a way to go. Cross them over. Why not? Make it a big fucking parody. Bring these guys back. Bring Jonah Hill back. Bring Channing Tatum back. I don't know if they'd bring back Tommy Lee and, and Will Smith back for it, but... You know, just do something. I think this would be, I think this is a missed opportunity that they could have had when it came to these two franchises. Because, you know, instead of doing this, they, of course, did, yeah, like I said, Men in Black International, which was fucking terrible. Fucking, I remember just being in the movie theater going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is, what are they doing? What, what, what are they trying to accomplish here when it comes to this, to this movie? I didn't even understand it. It was so bad, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was dog water, big time. I agree with you there, nerd mastermind. Holy shit, so bad. So come on, listen to Channing. All right, he lost the Gambit movie. He lost this movie. Let's let's give him something at least. Come on, uh, Rico, right here, making this uh, bail, this bail Batman art right here, which looks pretty cool. I thought that was cool. Dario Gento, he's got a new movie coming out called Dark Glasses. And, uh, you know, I said nice homage because if you look at this poster, you could tell he's doing an homage to a certain John Carpenter movie that is called They Live. Look up that poster. It looks pretty much like this. He's paying a little bit of homage right there. So um, I'm going to have to, like, seek that movie out because something tells me it's not going to be easy to find this movie, but I'm sure it's going to be something interesting. Mr. Argento, of course. Yeah. So, Yeah. And then, of course, we have a new Lightyear poster right here, which, yes, well, I'll watch the trailer with you guys, so that'll be cool. Hey, 46 years ago, oh, man, 46 years ago, this movie came out. Man, I tell you what, Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver, of course, released 46 years ago. Uh, crazy batshit movie. Whatever happened to Sybil Shepard, man? Man, she was, she was foxy. Definitely was. Definitely was. Of course, Harvey Keitel right there. Great movie course martin scorsese classic and then of course speaking of speaking of uh watchmen right here look at this beautiful gif mr manhattan trying to become mr manhattan i guess you could say pretty awesome and happy birthday to you happy birthday to the maestro happy birthday to john williams he is 90 today jace this guy has too many iconic themes under his belt Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park. He did Jaws, right? Uh, E.T. I mean, how many how many freaking goddamn iconic themes did this guy make? The GOAT, the absolute GOAT, 90 years strong, man. So happy birthday, of course, to Mr. Uh, John Williams right there. Awesome stuff. And hey, look at this. We have uh, apparently, when it comes to the Super Bowl, we're going to be getting... Uh, 
We're going to be getting a uh, preview, a little TV spot during the Super Bowl of nope when it comes to uh, Jordan Peele's next movie. So they did this little, they released this where, oh, it froze up. Of course it did. But they did this whole thing where, you know, they had like a conglomerate of, uh, of course, Get Out and Us. And now we have Nope. So I wonder if it all takes place in the same universe. So, yeah, the first trailer for it's not going to be. I mean, I'm sure the, what's probably going to be the case is they're going to release a full trailer online. But you're only going to see about 30 seconds of it uh, on the Super Bowl because, yeah, well, when it comes to the Super Bowl, it costs probably about a million dollars per second when you want to debut something on there. So you got to be careful with that. And then, yes, hopefully you guys got your tickets, got your tickets for the fan first pre pre uh, premieres. When it comes to um, AMC, IMAX, all that stuff, March 1st, hopefully you guys got your tickets. Who got their tickets out there? You guys got your tickets? I know I got mine. Uh, Matt Reeves, of course, tweeted it out. Good stuff. Hey, we're going to get a uh, teaser trailer for Alex Garland's next uh, bit of content right here called Men. Interesting. Where men, were men in tights. Yeah. What haunts you will find you. So here's the post right here. Hey, I'm all I'm all about Alex Garland content. Love everything this man has put out. I've loved, you know, when it comes to Ex Machina, Annihilation. And let's face it, I think he is more the brainchild behind Dread. If anybody wants to go down that rabbit hole, pretty certain that Alex Garland had, you know, yeah, it was mainly him when it came to Dread. But then, of course, we had Devs that was on HBO, which was crazy. So here for more Alex Garland content. And then, of course, yes, we have the season finale of Boba Fett. So they released this poster right here, which, you know, hey, Boba Fett's there. But so are so many other people. <laughs> I mean, man, who's going to show up? Who's going to show up in Boba Fett tonight? I know a lot of people are staying up late tonight. I think what I'm going to do is just wake up a little earlier tomorrow, watch the episode before I start work. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's going to be something pretty fucking crazy right there. So, man, yeah. So I'll probably give my little review for it tomorrow. That'll be cool. Look at this sexy cast for Oppenheimer right here. A lot of notable names. Can't wait. It's going to be good stuff. But, yeah, so here we go, guys. So a lot of people were posting this. A lot of people were posting screenshots of their screenings for that IMAX, the Batman screening at 7 o'clock all around wherever wherever the hell it's available right here. And, yeah, they're selling out, man. These All these auditoriums are selling out. So this is mine right here. This is – see, I was, I was – I'm a big dummy. Like, I, I, I even think I talked about it yesterday. I thought that only the showings that they had was in L.A. But then I look closely. I'm like, oh, wait, it's not just L.A. It's the Southern California area. They just – put it under the category of Los Angeles. So I went, oh, shit. The IMAX that is over that way at the, the mall, not the mall right next to me, but the mall, you know, down a little ways that has an IMAX theater. Guess what? They had a screening. So I uh, I jumped on that real quick. I'm sitting, like, right here, man. Me and my brother and my nephew, we got, we got our tickets. I'm sitting right here in the sweet spot. The sweet spot. But, yeah, sold out, like, pretty much everywhere. And you know what's funny about this? This tweet right here, guys, I mean, I, I posted, I smell a flop. You should see, I mean, most people, most people were fine. Most people knew that I was being sarcastic, but man, there are some people that did not know I was being sarcastic, and I was called a Snyder cultist a couple of few times. I was called, you know, 
you know, crazy. I think at one point there's some people here that just did not grasp the fact that I was being sarcastic, even though I was quote tweeting a screenshot of an almost sold out auditorium with my shot of an almost sold out auditorium. And I, you know, I put the little dots right there to kind of like indicate that, yeah, I'm being sarcastic right here, folks. But some people just didn't grasp it. I mean, I know it's online. You're only reading it. But man, some people were. Yeah, I got called a cultist a couple of times and uh, crazy another time. So it's just kind of funny. Typical Twitter, right? Good old Twitter. And I'm just like, OK, you're taking this a little too serious. It's always funny, too, because I love pushing back and having fun with those people. They always uh because I always go like, well, maybe you're taking this a little too seriously. And when they when it's revealed that I was joking, oh, man, they just stopped tweeting. <laughs> They'll, they just stopped tweeting. There's no response after that because they probably feel womp, womp, stupid, which they should because it's like, come on, man. I mean, do you see – I mean, all you have to do is just click my name. Do you see – especially when they were calling me a Snyder cultist, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I love Zack Snyder, sure, but do you see – Anything in my profile that indicates that I'm that, you know, I never put the associated producer on there. I don't have restore the Snyderverse in my profile. I don't have any of that. I have. I mean, you click on my profile. I mean, it's pretty much in you. If you were to scroll, you'd see that I'm very, very, very much excited for the Batman. Ah, people. Um, anyways, go back. Oh, wait. So there's there we go. Did I do that right now? Yeah. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Go back to the profile. Crap. I hate Twitter when it does that. All right. Let's go back. Hate Twitter when it does. There we go. We're good now. And then look at this right here, guys. Go, go, gadget fly suit. So apparently everybody's wondering, like, how does the flight suit work? Apparently he just has to pull something on his on the side right here. And the fly suit just kind of just comes out of the cape. So it looks like the fly suit is built in within the cape, built in within the suit. That is awesome. So there you go right there. If anybody was wondering, how does he have that squirrel fly suit, whatever you want to call it? Apparently, he just pulls something and it just fucking comes right out right there. It comes out of the cape, it looks like. So pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. And then right here, exclusive Rupert Friend. Friend is playing Grand Inquisitor uh, Grand Inquisitor right here uh, for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, I mean, obviously this is another character from the animation right here that's going to be showing up in the Kenobi series, apparently. So, yep, there you go. I believe he was in, wasn't he one in one of the, uh, whatchamacallit, Hitman movies, I think, possibly? I don't know. And on this date, in uh, 1969, these two uh, shared a drink um, right here. So, yeah, February 8th, 1969. That's when that happened. Cool. Look at this beautiful uh, image right here of a billboard for the Batman. I'm telling you, they're doing good. When it comes to marketing, they're doing good. Um, so, Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible. Well, first off... They say that Mission Impossible is going to be like, you know, it's going to be a send off for Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt, which we all assumed. But apparently the budget for Mission Impossible seven and eight. I don't know if it's just seven in the case. Um, basically, when it came to covid, the budget is two hundred and ninety million dollars. Holy shit. I'm just kind of wondering if it's 
I'm hoping it's both of them. I don't know, but I don't think so because they haven't filmed the eighth one yet, right? They stopped it. Instead of filming them both at the same time, they kind of broke it off. But apparently when it came to COVID, and we all heard Tom Cruise scream at people about COVID uh, on the set, which was kind of interesting, but apparently uh, the production cost is now up to $290 million, which is tens of millions more than the studio and its financial partner expected to have to shell out multiple insiders with knowledge of the production told Variety. That eye-popping price tag includes uh, that the substantial tax incentives that the global production was able to leverage to rein in costs. In contrast, the most recent film in the series, 2018's Mission Impossible Fallout, cost $190 million to make. So $100 million more. Holy shit. Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, blame COVID, I guess you could say. But um, hopefully it makes its money back. I don't know. That's what's—I'm kind of worried now. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of worried especially since they didn't film Mission Impossible 8 right after like they planned on. So I'm kind of wondering what's the budget, you know, when it comes to the budget concerns on that one. Holy shit. That might be a little bit rough. So, hey, but, you know, just send Tom Cruise to Mars and it'll be OK. That's all I got to do. That might be his home planet. Anyways, so look at this right here. So if he, I mean, I guess this made it easier for um, for them to de-age uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, because the stand-in actor right here, uh, Mr. Hammy Graham, Ham Graham, whatever, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, it's like that's, but his uh, Mr. Graham right here, he looks like Luke, he looks like Luke, so they basically hired somebody to look more like Luke, and then that probably made it easier to uh, graft on the face digitally. I mean, there you go. Co-creator Luke Skywalker and Book of Boba Fett and Master Mark Hamill was uh, one of the most magical and fulfilling creative experiences of my life. Deep gratitude to Dave Filoni and John Favreau for bringing me into the family and all the geniuses at Star Wars and Lucasfilms who remind us the power of the myth and the deep responsibility of artists who bring these archetypes to life. It's hard to express what this all meant for me, how imaginably moving it was and still is. The five-year-old kid who sat night after night in the basement in uh, Masola, uh, um, uh, I don't even know what MT, uh, I don't know which one that is. I'm totally drawing a blank right now. Anyways, watching Star Wars for, um, uh, is living his best life. So there you go. So there's a guy right there. I mean, geez. He looks like. He looks like a young. I mean, they didn't have to do like all that much to be to be honest. Montana, I should say. Yeah, that's what MT means. I was like, Wait, which one's MT? Which abbreviation is that? Montana. Um. So yeah, some more people, of course, uh, posting. Flop. Nah, total flop right there. Yeah. Then we got Denny right here. Um. Uh, for all the filmmakers on Oscar nominations morning at the uh, very last minute before announcement, make pancakes pancakes it helps so denny right here even though he didn't get nominated for an academy award for best director which he should have um he told he told everybody to uh hey make some pancakes it helps so there you go that helps make it pancakes i prefer waffles or french toast i'm just saying that's just me though i don't know just more of that something about a waffle that traps in that syrup and that butter a lot better than a pancake 
Anyways, this is a pretty cool Joker poster right here. Release that air cut, motherfuckers. Uh, that's right. Flop so hard. Look at that. Another empty, almost empty auditorium right there. Really cool stuff. Release that air cut. Here's a cool little fan art of uh, Jared Leto's Joker. I love how his drink has a bendy straw in it. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, so... And, yeah, if you're wondering, I mean, you know, we'll talk about why uh, Walter Hamada's head is on this spider body. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it if anybody was wondering about, you know, what was going on right there. And, of course, uh, Batgirl is going to be shooting right here, production underway in Glasgow uh, Botanic Gardens, old railway line. So they're shooting over here. They're not shooting in that location where we saw a bunch of screenshots anymore, or screenshots of set photos, I should say. And we got a cool youth pastor right here. This is pretty cool art. I like it. Good job, Spider Monkey. Release that air cut. Yes, do it, do it, do it, do it. So there you go, guys. But yeah, if we're wondering uh, what was happening when it comes blueberry pancakes, you're a blueberry pancakes kind of guy, or yeah, kind of girl, I should say, Selena. Is an explanation really necessary? I know there really isn't. I mean, <laughs> when you when you read when you read um, a character's name. When it comes to Rebel Moon, and it's all and, and none of this has been fully confirmed, by the way, but I'm pretty, you know, it's pretty sure. I mean, it was, you know, it's kind of funny because there's, you know, some people who are already in the know of like certain character descriptions and names. So, but uh, yeah, that's what's been happening right now. Um, I mean, first off, there was this there's this um, article yesterday when it came to what we know about Rebel Moon. And this is from uh, what's on Netflix. They posted this yesterday. What uh, it says, Zack Snyder's uh, Netflix movie, Rebel Moon, what we know so far. And it kind of just gives us everything that we kind of know already when it comes to all this. Zack Snyder will direct and co-write the film with Shea Hayton. And then it's co also with uh, Kurt Johnstad right there. And uh, Snyder commented on the inspiration of Rebel Moon in uh, a THR interview. He said, this is me growing up. As an uh, Kura, Kurosawa fan and a Star Wars fan, it's my love of sci-fi and a giant adventure right there. So let's go. Snyder will produce also Rebel Moon with his wife and producing partner, partner the lovely Deborah Snyder, via the duo Stone Quarry, along with longtime principal um, Wes Collar and then Eric Newman, who produced Snyder's 2004 feature debut, Dawn of the Dead, is producing via his banner, Grand Electric. So you'll see that. Right there, too. And then, of course, we have the plot that we know about when it comes to Rebel Moon. The story is set in motion when a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy is threatened by the armies of tyrannical regime, um, our regent uh, Belisarius. Desperate, the colonists dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them make a stand. And we all know who that mysterious... Who that young woman's going to be, that's going to be, of course, Sophia Batella, who is working out probably currently right now and hopefully posting more workout um, pictures or videos, whatever she wants to do. Um, yeah. Additional plot says the film is set in a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy that finds itself threatened by armies of Tyrannica. We already know that. Uh, they dispatch, yeah, pretty much it's pretty much the same thing when we got an additional right there. And, of course, we got the... Uh, the concept art that he released. Hopefully we get more. Who's in the cast? Patella is most known from, uh, of course, Kingsman and Atomic Blonde, Star Trek Beyond. Three other characters we know are 
being cast include noble, charismatic, and imposing, commanding, and brutal to the point of being sadistic. Gunnar, handsome and phys- physically fit, seriously earne- uh, serious, earnest, and dependable. And a lot of people want Ray Fisher to play that part, which I'm totally uh, when it comes. I'm totally about that when it comes to uh, Rebel Moon. Belisarius, if I'm saying that right, probably not. A ferocious, uh, cunning warrior. And then we had a couple more right here. We have we have Aris, Aris, a new soldier. He still holds some innocence and compassion despite the brutality he has witnessed. So he's got a little bit of a traumatic traumatic past. We have Devin right here, a new soldier, sensitive and conflicted about what he's being asked to do by his commander. And then we got Sam. And, you know, the most basic name of this whole fucking thing right here. Sam, Scandinavian, Northern European. Um, She is kind, gentle, spirited, hardworking farm girl. Even though she's not worldly, she is is welcoming to the foreigners who arrive in her village. Wonder if, uh, I mean, possibly that could be, that could be Sophia right there. Who knows? And then, of course, the production will take place in Inyo County. California, United States. Like I said, Inyo County, about four hours that way. So fingers crossed, guys. Let's see if it happens. Going back to Star Wars. Yeah, Inyo County was filmed. Yeah, that's where they filmed some Star Wars sequences, too. What's in development? History of Rebel Moon. We've talked about that. Uh, what's the uh, Netflix release date for Rebel Moon? Netflix hasn't set a date for Rebel Moon yet. But considering the potential scope of the production, we shouldn't hold our breath. As the films uh, of his, this scale will take a few years to make. Yeah, 2023 will probably be the earliest. I'm saying, I'm thinking part one right there. Part one. And then, of course, we have right here, the Illuminati decided to release a little bit more when it comes to Rebel Moon right here. So, exciting new details shed light on Zack Snyder's newest sci-fi Netflix film, Exclusive! Uh, I love it when these sites just love to use that word. Exclusivo! Yeah. Zack Snyder, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Rebel Moon, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we've heard about this. Hollywood Reporter uh, also revealed a brief logline uh, of Rebel Moon. The film begins with a peaceful colony. We've already read all that. New characters detail right here. So we all, well, obviously we know about these characters right here. We just talked about it, uh, of course. But we have a different one. One that's called... Harmada. <laughs> Harmada is described as a lethal and ageless half-woman, half-spider. She preys on vulnerable children as a twisted vengeance for the loss of her own. The role will include some prosthetics and fight training. That's right. Zach <laughs> and company named a character that is a half-spider Harmada. <laughs> That's why, that is why you see Walter Hamada's head right above me. <laughs> because it's kind of like, really? You're going to call it a Harmada, huh? Now, I'm not saying that Zach and company decided to be like, yeah, let's make the half woman, half spider. Let's, uh, let's just add an R to Hamada and we'll make it a Harmada. I don't know. I don't know if that was the case. It's just kind of funny. That's why when I was making the, the thumbnail for this stream, I wasn't going to originally do it. I wasn't, guys. Okay? So when I was putting the thumbnail together, I found a cool image that I cut out, and that was a half-woman, half 
spider who was holding a sword and had some armor on it. So I was like, cool, I'll use that. And then all of a sudden, when I went into my video file, my you know, and I had a PNG file of Walter Hamada, and I went, why not put his fucking head on this creature? Because one ladder, that just changes the name right there. So there you go. That is why you see Walter Hamada right up there. I thought it was funny. And hopefully you guys thought it was funny too. But yeah, so that was the reason why. Hamada... A lethal and ageless half woman, half spider. Can you imagine if he was a, it was a snake? Holy shit. So there you go. That's what we're getting right there. And uh, yes, nothing has been fully confirmed, but I do believe it. I think uh, the last time um, when we were talking about who was going to be in this. So uh, ready the Harmada. Yeah, there's also that. But um, I just have a feeling that I have a feeling when it comes to... Um, when it comes to future, like Planet of the Dead, when it comes to Rebel Moon, there's going to be some, you know, some slight references to his experience at Warner Brothers. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's uh, if that's the case. Yeah, second Warner Brothers. I mean, I, I, I would imagine that, you know, within the writing of some of this stuff, it's like, you know what, make, you know, make some parallels to what happened when it came to him trying to make the DC content and the hell that he got from certain people at Warner Brothers. I mean, um, it'd be hilarious if, uh, you know, there were some other names that he names, some of these characters that are evil. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine if there was like a Toby character or a Tobias or something like that? I mean, that'd be, that'd be, um, that'd be awesome if he did that. He made uh, a very evil character that name. But, you know, right now it just was kind of like, you know, Harmada. And a lot of people were kind of going, all right, I think we read you, Zach. But then again, who knows? Who knows? Uh, and I don't think if you actually would have asked Zach, was that intentional? Did you mean for that to be like reference to Walter Hamada? He would say no. I'm sure he would. But, you know, that's why I'm like, man, maybe I should, you know. Hey, bud, <laughs> is this really? Because, you know, we all know that Walter Hamada is a cocksucker. OK, that's not my quote. Um, So there you go. Yeah. So that's why I put. Walter Hamada's head on that spider body. <laughs> it's a good, it's good. It's good. You know, I was like, all right. And I fit it right on there. And it was actually pretty, uh, pretty, it, 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 the fact that it fits so well, it just fits so well on that spider body, man. And you see that in the thumbnail. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at it, look at, it. I mean, just look at it, look at it, look at it. It fits so well on the body. That just kind of shows you something right there. Just saying. Yeah, suck at Warner Brothers. <laughs> suck at Warner Brothers, man. There you go. So hopefully we get some more information soon. Um, and the spider Hamada we trust. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, hopefully we get some more information soon. Like I said, uh, the uh, of course, the, the production schedule is from April to November, so it's long. We're going to be getting Rebel Moon. Uh, they're going to shoot them back to back. So that way, who knows when they're going to release them. My guess is... Part one, probably 2023. I would say part two, maybe 2024. I don't know the details or anything like that, but hopefully we can get Zach uh, maybe back on the vodka stream soon or something like that, and we get some more information and everything. But that's what we know about right now. We know some character names, some descriptions. Obviously, we know Sophia Battelle is going to be in there, and now we have this new character that's going to be, yeah, uh, part spider right there, so... Thank you, James. Jam. Appreciate that. So good times, good times, good times right there. 
All right, Robert Pattinson talking a little bit more. Well, way more, I guess you could say. Obviously, we're going to be getting more and more and more and more stuff when it comes to uh, Robbie Pat, but he had a GQ interview right here. So uh, here's the two covers right here. It's hard to believe that this man is Batman. <laughs> it really is. So we got him right here with his spiky hair, uh, chain around, a couple chains around his neck, and a green suit showing that chest hair. Who is Robert Pattinson? And then we have the uh, the David Ayer version. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, he does resemble kind of Joker-ish. He's got the, the teeth right there. He's got the chain still, wife beater, and he's got crazy blonde, messy hair right there. But um, I'm not going to play the video because I know... I know uh, I'll get uh, dinged for it because it's fucking... It's GQ, but right here though, we'll, we'll listen. We'll listen a little bit when he uh, when he talks about the Batman right here. I got the audio on, so let's just listen. Not gonna play the video. Hopefully, I could just get away with just uh, playing a little bit of the audio right here. It's just him, anyways. It's not like it's anything fancy when it comes to that stuff. Yep. There you go. There's the freak thing that he talked about. It really is, right? Can't miss that opportunity. Sad. Year two. I like how he laughs about all this. It's like he's so happy about like, yeah, 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 we're doing this. Yeah, tragedy. He's not over yet. He's just laughing about it. I'm playing with the parents' death constantly throughout the whole time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so f- it's funny. Of course. Writers really touched on that. There's ways to reinterpret that character in an infinite number of ways. This is the maybe ninth or tenth Batman movie. And it does feel incredibly different. It's funny yeah, I think it's around that. The movie and everyone else said, like, no, and even Matt said, like, don't watch the other ones. Don't watch any of the other movies. Don't be thinking about that kind of stuff too much. And I was like, I've already seen all the other movies. <laughs> I know. It's like, don't watch them. You've already seen them. Very true. And very, very different. So I thought, can't watch this. See, I was wondering about that. Does he? Will he? Will he actually say who is his favorite Batman? I think. I think though, when he talks about the voice, he talks about Christian Bale a lot. He really gives um, a lot of praise to Christian Bale in the voice when it comes to the Bat voice. <laughs> I mean, I think Christian Bale said like. Say. I mean, it's so kind of iconic. Like, 
Sometimes. <laughs> Where were the other drugs going? <laughs> so that's another thing too is like especially with christian bale it's like not only do, do, do they have to like talk in that low kind of voice but they're also british i mean they have accents so they also have to do that as well so i mean not like it's anything like like too crazy but you know just adds a little bit to it And have kind of nuance in the lines and stuff. I mean, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. I think I was doing vocal exercises without actually knowing they were vocal exercises. I think your larynx or something just got strengthened when I was was doing the movie. When I was doing ADR for it, I mean, I couldn't even do the voice again. I mean, I had to kind of, it had completely reversed. So I was talking back about the ADR. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. There's a kind of understanding, which I think every actor who goes into it, there's some way of playing Batman that just feels right as Batman. <laughs> and like, if you try and do something too different, it sometimes feels really off. But it's funny, it's like as soon as you put on the suit, it sort of does something to you. You start behaving in this quite particular way. And it might be about the kind of restriction in the movement and stuff where there's definitely elements of just the kind of um, practical aspect of it. You want to be able to turn your head. Sure, me backing out of the driveway easier. What's you up, don't Krypton? know how you're going to feel until you put on the suit. And then just yeah, because this suit was I didn't have it on. a little bit... I apologize. I didn't have the desktop audio triggered on right now. Articulated, because so I I, I'd done the audition. I was trying to do a commentary George on George Clooney's one. And it was... He talks about George Clooney. Right it here. might be about the kind of restriction in the movement and stuff where there's definitely elements of just the kind of um, practical aspect of it. You want to be able to turn your head. Might get with you turn your head. And of course, they talk about that, so... So yeah, he talks about that. He talks about it's sweating locked. in the bat it's locked suit and, and all that stuff. Boiling hot, like absolutely boiling. If you have any, there you go. Talks about boiling hot. Down your body a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, that's the one with the nipples, isn't it? It is, but then me, I, I keep getting <laughs> that's confused. The one with the nipples, right? Jeez. So that's pretty much it right there. Yeah. So didn't have the yeah. Sorry, I didn't have the full on audio, but at the same time, you know what Krypton Cage said. Don't want to get a copyright, so I was kind of try to keep it muffled a little bit. So there you go. He sounds hot. Yeah, he sure does. What's going on, Meg? How you doing? So we'll see what happens with that. But just kind of going. He's just kind of talking about certain things. You know, it's kind of here. It's kind of cool that you're not. We're not reading it. You're not. I'm not having to read it for you because I know you guys love that so much. Uh, we're actually hearing his voice and everything. Pattinson confirmed Clooney is, uh, yeah, is Roman Patman, right? But then we have this, though. We have this article right here, which was interesting when it comes to uh, this uh, interview. So uh, right here it says, Robert Pattinson, the, the Batman opening shot is so jarring, it feels unlike any other Batman movie. So apparently the opening is going to be interesting. He said, I watched a rough cut of the movie by myself, and the first shot is so jarring from any other Batman movie that it's just kind of totally different pace. It was what Matt was saying from the first meeting I had with him. 
I want to do a 70s noir detective story like The Conversation, which I have to watch. I have not watched that movie and kind of assumed that meant the mood uh, mood board of something that uh, the look of it. But from what the first shot, it's, oh, this is actually a detective story. So he continued. I feel like an idiot because I didn't even know that Batman was the world's greatest detective. I hadn't heard that in my life before, but it really plays just because there's a lot of stuff where he's in amongst the cops. Normally, when you see Batman, he arrives and beats up people, but he's having conversations and there are emotional scenes between them, which I don't think have been in any other movies, which it really hasn't. There really has not right there. So there you go. So the opening shot is apparently going to be something pretty beautiful. Very detective, 70s, noir type stuff right there. So totally liking that. Totally liking that. So, yeah, I think we're all pretty excited for that. I just like what he had to say about certain things um, and, uh, you know, about the voice, about everything. He's got like a crazy sense of humor. I mean, I think we're going to have some funny press junket stuff. Uh, there was another interview where they where he said that he does tend to uh, make stuff up when it comes to interview, you know, like the whole not working out thing and, and everything like that. You know, I'm Robert Pattinson, asshole. Has Campia still not acknowledged the fact that he was joking about all that? Probably not. I don't think he has. He mentioned anything. I don't know. I don't think he has. So, yeah, eh, we'll see what happens. But anyways, there you go. There's Robbie Pat right there talking a little bit more about what's going on with the Batman. And isn't it great that we all have tickets now? Not all of us, but most of us. We have our tickets. IMAX March 1st. I mean, yeah, not too long, folks. Not too long from now. Oscar nominations. All right. Does anybody care? No, not that much. Doesn't seem because, uh, well, I mean, I did uh, ask you guys. I asked the YouTubes. Uh, does anybody uh, anybody care out there? And this is the poll right here. I said, do you care about the Oscars? Yes, no, kind of. So, yeah. So 10 percent out of 903 votes said yes. 69 percent said no. And then 21% said kind of. I mean, I'm kind of in the kind of category, kind of in the kind of. Did that even make sense? I'm in the kind of category because it's like, yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool, but I really don't give a shit. You know, I like what I like and cool, whatever. I mean, it's cool that they get recognition for really good performances, but whatever. So, you know, but here's the uh, here's the nominations right here. We won't go all uh, go over all of them, but. Best picture, we have Belfast, did not see, Coda, not see, Don't Look Up. Very, I'm actually surprised that Don't Look Up got nominated for Best Picture. I mean, I'm not saying it was terrible, but I just didn't know what that movie really wanted to be. I mean, it was very satirical, but then it was also very, you know, and it had serious moments. I mean, great performances and stuff, but the movie kind of annoyed me a little bit. I probably have to watch it again. But yeah, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, which I, I don't even know which one that is, but I saw, I think Ray Fisher posted that he was watching that. Dune, I would say that that is the movie that I would choose for Best Picture. Uh, King Richard, I haven't seen yet. Of course, Will Smith. Licorice Pizza, I keep hearing great things. Nightmare Alley, I did see that. I thought it was fantastic. That would be my second choice as of right now. The Power of the Dog, which you could watch on Netflix. Uh, and then West Side Story. Of course, they would nominate West Side Story, even though like nobody really gave a shit about that movie. And then, of course, you have Best Director right here. 
We have Best Director, Paul Thomas Anderson. We have Kenneth Branagh. We have Jane uh, Campion. We have uh, Hamaguchi right here. And then we have Steven Spielberg. No Denny. No Denny. What the fuck? Really? Did anybody see West Side Story? I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but did any, but anybody see any of the other ones too? But at, at the same time, I'm like, okay, you have Dune get nominated, but this is not new, folks. This is not anything new. Uh, again, back in what, 2012, when Argo literally won Best Picture, Ben Affleck was not even fucking nominated for director. He still won the Academy Award because he was also producer on it, at least, but... The Oscars are they're weird, man. Politics, too. People get paid off. Don't, don't think that doesn't happen. Best Actress, we have Jessica Chastain for uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye. Haven't seen it yet. We have Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, which I that looked really good. Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman being The Ricardos. And then Kristen Stewart, Spencer. Crazy, right? The two leads of Twilight. We're talking about one of them's the Batman. One is now an Academy nominated actress. Look at that. Look at him go. I haven't seen any of these movies, so I got to catch up. Uh, best actor. Andrew is coming in for the Oscar. Thank you, Ryan. I saw that you also posted another um, uh, super chat. Thank you, sir. Um, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield, which I watched over the weekend. Uh, and yeah, that's good. I still have to watch King Richard, Will Smith, and then of course the tragedy of Macbeth, Denzel Washington. So we're good on that. Best supporting. We got all these right here. Like I said, I have to catch up on like all these. I don't know if I'm going to watch West Side Story, but I probably will, but I want to see Lost Daughter. That looked really good. Belfast and, um, all of them right there. So, Hey, look at that. Even fucking Steppenwolf got nominated for Academy Award. Kieran Hines, Kieran Hines. Right. He got nominated for Belfast. So there you go. Kirsten Dunst, too, also got nominated. Uh, and then, of course, I think what they're married. Right. Jesse Jesse Plemons also got nominated. I really got to watch that movie. I'll probably watch it over the weekend. Um, it's on Netflix. Easy to get to. Um, unlike some of the other ones. So and then, of course, you have cost and design, best sound, all the technical stuff, adapted screenplay, original screenplay. And again, there, don't look up, man. They're really loving that movie. I just didn't think it was Oscar worthy. I really did not think that movie was Oscar worthy. But, you know, what am I? I'm not the Academy, right? I am not. Original song, cinematography. I mean, of course, Dune, Greg Frazier is there. But again, no Denny. No Denny. That's a travesty, man. Best visual effects, Dune. Free Guy, No Time to Die, which is interesting. I mean, I know they did visual effects on there. Uh, you don't notice them because they're, you know, they're trying to just in, uh, help out the um, the stunt work that happens in there. Uh, Shang-Chi, which, uh, yeah, it's well-deserved. And, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home. But, yeah, it's just kind of funny. Anyways, no Denny in the Oscars. No Denny. Spider-Man, well, you don't think it deserves that? I mean, obviously, any of those movies are going to get that. But Spider-Man, of course, they were trying to. Uh, some people were saying that it got it should have got best picture. It's like, well, will we stop that. Stop that with the whole best picture thing when it comes to these movies. It's like, you know, it's not. Yeah. I mean, eventually, that's what's going to happen. You realize that, right? When it comes to like the big blockbuster movies and, you know, they're going to start incorporating those for best picture at one point. Right. If they haven't already, I think they probably 
what's funny is, is like back in the nineties, it was like blockbuster, like your Bravehearts, your Titanics and whatever. Some of those were like big movies at the block at the, at the, at the box office. And then of course they would win like best picture and stuff like that. That just doesn't happen now. Like now you look at the list for best picture. You go, I don't even know these fucking movies. That's what's sad about this now. It seemed like in the night, I mean, look at Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was huge and it won all kinds of Oscars. You don't get that shit anymore. What the fuck? I think that was the last, that was pretty much the last time where it was like, everybody was like super excited to see what, you know, who was going to clean house and whatnot and what was going to get best picture. And, and people actually went out and saw the best picture. They don't go and see these anymore. I mean, fucking A, man. Nightmare Alley, people don't know what the fuck that is. I mean, look at the best picture category. I mean, people just don't know even know what these movies are anymore. Maybe they saw Don't Look Up, a Licorice Pizza, you know, Power of the Dog. Who's going to go see the, these? Belfast? Yeah. I mean, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car. I didn't even hear about that movie. That's the only movie I was like, I don't even know what that is. So, yeah, it just kind of sucks the way it is right now. So what can you do, though? Anyways, let's watch the Lightyear trailer. All right, guys, let's get my reaction to the new Lightyear trailer. Um, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this movie. It was almost on my top 10 anticipated, but it got bumped. It got bumped, I think. Right. But, uh, yeah, let's watch it. Don't worry. I have the desktop, but, uh, let's see, uh, let's see what the new trailer has in store for us here. A year of work for a four minute flight. Isn't that something? (laughs) We're it sucks already that it's not Tim Allen. Well, let's go find out if this. I will miss yeah, Tim Allen. Oh, look yeah. at that. Thank you. We have a little bit of monster blood right there, huh? Buzz Lightyear mission log. After a full year of being marooned on this planet, our first test flight is a go. Get everyone home. Good luck, Captain. What the hell is this creature? Roger that. All right. There's some creature that just grabs people? See, the visuals look really good. There's a star. Waiting in the sky. Hello, Buzz. I am Socks, your personal companion robot. That'll be a crowd favorite. Selling toys. That sword or zerg or whatever his name is. That was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you. I can provide sleep sounds if you like. I have several options. Oh boy. Summer night, ocean paradise, whale calls. No, no. Whose voice is White that? noise is fine. Very well. Good night, socks. Good night, Buzz. There you go. Looking forward to it. June. June. I just wonder if this is a, I, I, I guarantee you they have already like a, a treatment for like a Woody spinoff, you know, I guarantee you they're going to have like if if Lightyear is going to be a success, which it probably will be because it looks good and it's Pixar. 
I guarantee you they already have somebody already pitched a Woody kind of spinoff, which sound, I know that sounds funny. Get your head inside of the gutter. Come on. Um, but I, I think they're, they, they would. They'll have some kind of old Western, you know, that has Woody as a – I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're not going to have Tom Hanks. Maybe they'll get Colin Hanks, his son, to uh, voice that character, I guess. I don't know. So we'll see. A Jesse spinoff or Rex spinoff. Yeah, I know. Uh, the cat was Taka. That was not ta- – that was Taka. I mean, I heard that he was casting it. That was really Taka. That didn't sound like Taka. God, why is that guy – yeah. Yeah, I know you do, Jose. Spaghetti Western, yeah. Spaghetti Western Woody, why not? So, no, it looks good. Uh, But I guarantee you that will be next. If this movie is a hit, they definitely will do a a spinoff with Woody. They have to. Um, Was that him? Yeah, I didn't know. That didn't sound like him to me. That was playing the Sox character? No, the cat is. Okay, thank you. I was like, that didn't sound like him. But I know he's like in the movie. Was he like the other guy, the the two, the dude that got pulled? I don't know. Taco was a worker. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thank you, thank you, Jose. I was about to say, I'm like, the, the fucking cat is not that was not Taka. Taka has a pretty recognizable voice because it's annoying. Did I say that? I did. <laughs> no. Um, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Anyways, so there you go. Um, there's the uh, the light year. Um, <laughs> trailer reaction right there for you i know i'm so big with reactions and I, I i don't get that as excited i'm not a reaction channel what can i say so i still want to see it though i still want to see it so anyways let's go to the twitter questions right now and then of course we'll uh we'll wrap it up and then of course go to the uh, the post show stream right here all right Mr. Eric Blake, yo, Dave, the Lightyear film has me remembering how much I love the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command series as a kid. I'm kind of pissed it ain't on Disney Plus yet. Did you watch the show yourself way back? I did not. What Disney property would you most want to see on Disney Plus that isn't uh, there yet? I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. I'd have to think about that one, Eric. Uh, Brad Karen. When it comes to the JSA and Black Adam, which member are you most excited to see? Dr. Fate, Pierce Brosnan. Come on. Also, how many times are they going to reboot the Texas Chainsaw Master? I don't know. They're going to reboot that. They're going to reboot. I mean, Halloween, you know, we're getting another Halloween. Scream. It's like, how many times can we just see people run away from somebody with a mask on? Uh, Carrie. Despite uh, Denny's uh, best director snub, what chances would you give for Dune to make a clean sweep at the Oscars? If it happened, it would almost feel like when Return of the King won all of its awards. Also, what's your favorite image comic from the last five to six years? Um, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite image comic is. I'd have to look and, uh, you know, because I don't know, like, trying to think of, like, what's associated to image right now, and I'm drawing a blank, so I'd have to get back to you on that. But I don't think Dune is going to fully clean house like like Return of the King. But, you know, it could come close. I don't know. Um, hopefully it gets a lot of recognition. But, yeah, I mean, we're all just kind of like going, why no best director? It doesn't make sense. Just uh, think it's funny how Ben Shapiro described Joss Whedon. Yeah, this is why I had, uh, you know. Uh, that drop for a while that said, and I, I want to see the Snyder Cut because Joss Whedon sucks, but yeah. I despise Joss Whedon. I don't think he's a good person. I don't think he's a good director. I despise Joss Whedon. <laughs> I don't think he's a good person. I don't think he's a good director. I despise. 
despise him. That's right. I think he's doing some terrible stuff. I like uh, Zack Snyder. He did a great job. That's right. And uh, yeah, so just saying. And I wear a yarmulke all the time. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Ben Shapiro because of his politics. That's fine. Um, but, you know, he's uh, he despises Joss Whedon, at least. Hamada's character description sounds like the Green Lantern character, the crib. Uh, I mean, I mean, very much. I'm wondering if I'm wondering what it's going to look like. But, yeah, look at that thing. That is fucking creepy. Keeping all the like the, the kids right there. Oi! Kind of does sound like that, doesn't it? Yeah, you're right, Clement. Oh, man. Chunky Dickster. Have you seen these? Uh, that would have been a, a fire post. Also, poster. Also, I honestly think Batman has a chance to hit 200 million opening weekend. And I'm saying it right now. It has a decent chance to hit $1.5 billion. Yeah. Papa Jans. Papa Johns is also going to be doing some marketing for the Batman. Any large pizza coupon coupons and posters all that stuff so they're doing good with the marketing they definitely are cooper knox when are you uh going to start producing casual batman nfts just so we can screenshot them and <laughs> without paying you <laughs> right uh I, hey you know that'd be pretty sweet do some of those uh ryan mr ryan platz i wish we had cool things like uh this here maybe at the fans at the fan screenings they'll uh give stuff away possibly i know look at this little popcorn holder right there a little chest uh they also had the tins too that looked pretty cool but yeah i hopefully want i hopefully get something like that that'd be pretty sweet uh sire uh, until the spider bot harmada and joff and goff johns if you don't get get it in peacemaker, yeah, I get it. Okay, Goff John Jones, I should say. Um, still there. Uh, Warner Brothers will not have my money. Okay, no, nothing wrong with that. Uh, Jacob, when someone tells me the Batman is gonna flop, by Felicia. Yeah, that's pretty much what we all think about. Uh, Dorian, hey, Dave. I've had this uh, theory for a while. The Flash opens the multiverse. Um, Earth 1 is the Snyderverse, and Earth 2 is the Keatonverse, where Batgirl takes place and where Supergirl is from. It makes more sense to me that they would just introduce the multiverse. Yeah? Um, we'll see which one's Earth 1, Earth 2, or whatever the fuck. Who knows? Uh, Supes Kenobi also said, uh, define irony. Joss Whedon, who wrote this line of dialogue, turned out to be an abusive piece of shit whose career is so far down the toilet, not even Mario could rescue it. Nice one. Well, I'm a big fan of justice. Ugh, I'm also a big fan of justice. I hate that line so much. Uh, and then Andrew, which one of these, uh, is your favorite and why? Monsters, Inc. Uh, I just, well, I mean, they're all good. But I, I would have to, if I were to rank them, I'd be Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, and uh, Nemo. I don't know. I just like the the concept of Monsters, Inc. I love Billy Crystal, uh, John Goodman's voice supplied for it. Boo is adorable. Uh, I just like the concept of the whole, like, monsters in your closet kind of thing. I just thought that was a cool concept. But Toy Story is not that far behind. I know that was, like, the, the beginning. That was the beginning of this whole thing. And uh, I love that, that movie, too, and the whole... You know, because even right now, you know, when you got your my, my Funko Pops and my McFarlane figurines and shit like that, it's like, man, the the idea of them coming to life, they're coming to life. I mean, obviously, when you're a kid, you bring them to life and you're like playing with your toys and whatever. So those concepts I thought were pretty cool. Finding Nemo was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was great. 
Um, I just I didn't like it as much as the other two, but just because strictly because of the concepts that really hit that nostalgia factor of, yeah, a monster on your bed, monster in your closet or your toys coming to life. You know, there was just something about those concepts that were pretty cool when it comes to all that stuff. So there you go. Yeah. Toy Story definitely is a blueprint, Carrie. Definitely is a blueprint. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. And uh, like I said, uh, of course, members. If you want to become a member, we'll do a post-show stream uh, right after this. I'll post it on YouTube as I usually do, so I'll see you guys over there. Everybody else, I'll see you guys tomorrow, Wednesday, of course. And um, we'll have a good time with that. We'll see what happens. Hit that like, thumbs up. Hit that notification bell. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. we got the Patreon right there if you want to uh, support the channel even more with the Patreon. Always appreciative. Trying to put more exclusive stuff on there. And, of course, the Film Junkie Closet with merchandise down below. All right, guys. Members, I'll see you soon. Everybody else, I'll see you tomorrow at the same junkie time, same junkie channel. All right? Talk to you later.